It's Thursday, January 6th. The National arguing whether or not random armed people should be able to burst into federal buildings depending on your political party day. And you were watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. All right. We are going to start things off a little bit different today with headlines. The NHL and 20 of the NHL teams are suing five insurance companies who have not paid out on claims resulting from the pandemic. TSN reported yesterday that the lawsuit filed in June has the league alone stating that over $1 billion in losses have not been reimbursed to them. In allegations reported by Front Office Sports, FM Global offered $2 billion in catastrophic event coverage with other insurers promising to pay significant amounts, but the carriers are denying this, stating that their policies only cover events that cause physical damage to physical properties. I think we all, black. I think we all know how this is going to end. <laughs> this guy is going to represent all of the insurance companies. That's John Voigt for those people that are listening at home. Then the NHL is going to call Bruiser, and Bruiser is going to be like, "Hey, don't forget about Club Ruby versus Carmine DeSoto." And then they're going to have to track down Jack of the Man. And then the NHL is going to die. But then the NHL is going to win the case, and then it's going to come back to John Voight, and he's going to be like, "You're not going to get any money." And FM Global is going to declare bankruptcy. I don't think that Front Office Sports covered that story quite the same way. <sighs> okay, next story headline a few months ago. A few months ago, the headline was Fanatics Boots Tops from 70-Year Perch on Top of Baseball Card Mountain. The newest headline has Fanatics Purchasing Tops. We'll probably talk more about this later, but according to the Wall Street Journal, Fanatics has purchased tops for $500 million. Tops posted $550 million in revenue last year with $160 million of that being in profit. So if you're doing the quick math, what is that, like a three and a half, three and a third times multiplier that they paid for that? Interestingly enough, Michael Eisner and uh, Chicago's own Madison Dearborn Partners, who each owned 50% of the company, which they bought back in 2007 for $385 million, they plan to go public. Those of you who remember, they plan to go public for $1.3 billion before Fanatic swooped in, snagged the golden goose, and stopped the public offering. So the question is, did they make $170 million because they bought it for three eighty five, sold for five hundred? I guess that's only $115 million. Or did they lose $800 million because they were going to go public at 1.3 and end up selling for why is fanatics getting so big on the screen alex i get it fanatics is growing um i think it's both we're going to go with that um no news <laughs> no, no news yet whether or not they're going to make new sticks of gum and baby powder i think is what they wrap on that gum uh or if they have yet to run out of the batch that was created in 1978 and has been used in baseball card packs ever Hey-o. since
All right. Next headline. Sony snuck one in at CES 2022. That's this year, guys. 2022 saying not so fast Oculus as they will be releasing their next gen VR headset for the PS5 sometime in 2022, which I love that headline sometime in 2022, uh, along with teasing a new game title Horizon Call of the Mountain, assuming that's a spinoff for those of you that are gamers on here, Horizon Zero Dawn. A couple of things that I thought were pretty cool. The VR headset promises to have unique vibrating feedback, which I've got an Oculus right now, and it does not vibrate, I don't think. Um, What are you going to use that for? I don't don't know. (laughs) Controllers with advanced haptics. And for the nerds out there, this is one that got me sort of excited. Mike, keep your mouth quiet. A 110-degree field of view with what's called foveated rendering. And for those of you that are... eye doctors out there the fovea is the part of the eye that opens up to let the light come into the cones so it's going to basically focus clarity and bring the pixels it's going to track your eyes and it's going to wherever you're looking is going to be the clearest part of the screen which is crazy and super freaky um in the esports world, Sony's also planning to launch PlayStation tournaments, which is a feature on the PS5, allowing players to enter certified competitions, which I'm sure is going to disrupt that space a little bit. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we have actual footage of Chris Hartwig's wife, Kelly, testing out the product. Yes, we do. Oh, Chris talking in his British accent. <laughs> oh, Keller, you're such a silly, silly lass. Whoa, oh, why is it still playing? No, actual thing. Here we go. No, stop. Okay. Uh, and for our last headline, this is so professional, guys. For our final headline. I'm going to be bringing in our marketing intern, our expert production specialist, who is a huge Antonio Brown fan, Alex Wagner, to tell the last story. Alex, are you here? I'm here. All right. All right. Hello, hello. So. Making headlines once again is NFL receiver Antonio Brown, the professional clown. During the third quarter of Sunday's matchup versus the Jets, Brown decided to strip out of his jersey pads and undershirt, proceed to run across the field in the middle of the game, and into the tunnel. After the game, Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians explained this by simply saying, he's no longer a buck, let's talk about the guys who won the game. Uh, Arians also denied having any knowledge that Antonio Brown was injured. In his first statement since leaving the field, Browns blamed Arians, of course, for his abrupt departure and said that Arians attempted to force him to play on an injured ankle that required surgery. Brown says that when he refused to enter the game, Bruce Arians turned to him, made this motion, and said, you're done. After being formally cut by the team, he furthered the crusade against Arians and the Bucs by posting screenshots of a text conversation with his former head coach, uh, where he sent pictures of his ankle as well as discuss the details of the injury. This makes Arians look a bit like a fool, since Arians again said he had no idea that Brown was even injured. So while this year's NFL season might be over for AB, you can be sure this isn't the last time we'll hear from the league's number one drama queen. 
And now back to the man who pays my metaphorical paychecks, Mr. Myers. Very nice. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So wait a second. Just real quick. You're saying that Brown has evidence that the that Bruce Arians did actually know like is it legitimate evidence it is Bruce legitimate Arians? evidence posted by Brown to his Instagram of a screenshot of text that technically could have been manufactured but it would have taken a <laughs> lot of effort from the Brown camp but it is actual pictures of Brown having work done on his ankle in the training room and but is it is it it's showing that he was speaking to Bruce Arians about showing that he was speaking to Bruce Arians yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I still think Brown's a goofball, but it does certainly make uh, the story a little bit more interesting and a little bit less one-sided, I guess. Nobody, nobody's innocent in this one. Chris, what do you think about that? Let me let me jump in here before Chris thinks about his answer. I won $573 off of the parlay I picked in that game of him running off the field. So (laughs) the sad part was that the payout was minus 275. Like it was anticipated (laughs) that he would run off the field with his shirt off. Well, you know, he was such a jack wagon, man. I, you just we can't get away from it, can we? We cannot is, get away from it. Is. You know what though, Alex, you had mentioned something earlier and, and I think if we had more time to discuss it, you had talked about how he didn't really do many of these weird things when he was in Pittsburgh. He was a pretty yeah. normal dude. And then there was a hit. Uh, who did you say hit him? Uh Vontae Perfect. Used to Vontae, be an old linebacker on the Bengals. Yeah, so Vontae Perfect, I remember him. Uh evidently hit him pretty hard at the end of the season, knocked him out on the field. I don't remember this, but Alex was talking about it. And it's been since then that some of this behavior has started to really go off the rails. And I mean, he's had a lot of behavior that's very off the rails. Some of the stuff is, you know, okay, get mad at your UPS driver, but you know, the things that he did with the Raiders and then the stuff, there's been a lot of different things that he's done that are a little goofy and you know, Can you really question him for doing whatever he needed to do to get out of the Raiders organization at this point? That's a good. That's a good point, Josh. That's I'm leaning more towards Team AB at this point. With all, if everything that he said in his statement, which was a lengthy statement, is true, yeah. if even eighty percent of the things that he said in that statement are true, it's a bad look for the Bucks. Yeah, I. They, they forced him after he they kicked him off the field and everything. They wanted him to go to a hospital, HSS, Hospital for Special Surgery, surgery. I believe, mm-hmm. and. They want they they were telling him you have to go to this hospital. We want you to see this doctor. He, unbeknownst to the team, had already gone to that hospital and seen one of the head doctors of the hospital, one of the head surgeons, who had told him that all this stuff was wrong. I think he torn ligaments off of his foot, broken bone cartilage, and that they recommended surgery. So the Browns or the Buccaneers, I'm sorry, it's like something that the Browns would, would do, right? Um, but the but the Bucks, unbeknownst to them, he'd already been to that hospital and seen the doctor, and they still, it, it's, it's it seems like a lot of posturing from the Bucks. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm giving some benefit of the doubt to to my boy, number eighty four AB. In this okay, game. I don't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah two, two people don't think, know. Yeah, I don't know how much of what he's saying is true. Um, just like I don't know how much of what they said prior to him saying it was true. Uh, I would imagine the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Hmm. But uh, I, I, you know, the thing that happened on the sideline, there are 50 cameras in that stadium. 
to 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 think that one camera wouldn't see Bruce Arians doing this to Antonio Brown. If that's not on camera somewhere, the odds of that happening are very low. Because there are 55 cameras in that stadium recording at all times. Both okay. sidelines are being recorded at all times. Guys like Antonio Brown, there's a camera dedicated to somebody like this, a camera dedicated to Bruce Arians. So I doubt that that wasn't caught on camera somewhere. And if it doesn't show up, then that doesn't seem like a true statement. But, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that a team tried to pressure a player that was injured to get back out on a field. But it certainly changed the narrative significantly from they're trying to keep him off the field because he was about to hit some some accelerators in his contract. Can't be both. Can't be trying to keep him off and trying to force him on. Got to be one or the other. And I've heard both from him. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> they said I had to go on the field. People aren't buying it. They said I couldn't go on the field. Run off the field. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, and the other part was he certainly looked pretty spry when he was doing jumping jacks in the end zone with his shirt off. Yeah, hurt ankle after <laughs> that. That's he, didn't look, he didn't he look like, like he yeah. a football. Easier than a 12-yard comeback route. <laughs> yeah. By the way, does everybody remember this gum? I still have some in my pocket. Yeah, and, and you, the, from 1987. It's been in your pocket. It doesn't even break down in the wash, which is nope. amazing. Well, you know, the ironic thing is, with speaking to that, is that the purchase by Fanatics did not include bazooka and the uh, the, the gum and candy part yeah. of the business. So now what are they going to do with that 40- to 60-year-old gum if they can't stick it in the cards? I don't know. Bazooka still sells, by the way. It does. Bazooka still sells. They I don't, they don't put the baby powder on it. Or, you know, Those comic strips are so goddamn funny. Those are the best. <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking Man, about it. Like a knockoff of Archie? Was it was it like a high yeah. school or something? Was it one of the guys was it was the uh, had the turtleneck came all the way up over his head? Wasn't that yeah. Bazooka Joe? Was that? I was thinking that was Fat Albert. No, well, was there a was a guy in Fat Albert. Was that, was. Yeah. that was Mushmouth. Was also in that one with Fat Albert. What was his name? Was Mushmouth? Mushmouth. Is that really what his name was? That's what his name was. That's what I'm most mad about Bill with Bill Cosby. I'm mad about all the raping and all that stuff. I think that's terrible, right? That's a deplorable. Okay, but, but the, there's something worse than that? Let's hear Yes, it. the fact that you can't watch Fat Albert or any of those con the co cartoons oh. anymore because it was all Bill Cosby. It was all robbed away. You can't laugh at that stuff anymore. Hey, hey, hey. It's not funny now because it's Myers, Bill Cosby. Myers always winds up the real victim. It's always right? <laughs> Jeez, man. That might I'm gonna be pour one out on my keyboard for you. That, See you later, boys. That might be the that's highlight a, of the show, right there. That's all right. This Myers <laughs> has still got uh, Penn State football Jerry Sandusky highlights. He can oh, go back. That's impressive, man. I don't know. I mean, the fact that Myers turns himself into the victim of Bill Cosby. <laughs> that's a, it is truly. impressive. It's impressive. All right. We have one topic today, and we lost an intern. He left right in the middle of all that noise. Um, Do you blame him? I can't. No. Right. I was just saying. He's like, get my face off this screen. Yeah. I did not want to be um, associated with something worse than raping. Yeah, Tony Brown out of here. Just for the record, to all the people on the planet, nothing already, is worth. They're right? already done listening. We, we, nothing we, is worth. They're not listening anymore. Nothing is worse. Eyeballs. <laughs> Children, yeah, all that stuff's terrible. Nothing is worse. Okay, topic. topic the topic, topic for today, Novak 
Djokovic. He is stuck. Chris, he is please stuck. do me a favor and just His daddy says he's stuck. Illuminate upon us. <laughs> daddy said a lot. Oh, well, you know what? Before you do that, let what? me introduce everybody. I haven't oh, introduced hey, everybody. Hi, who the hell are oh. we? Yeah. Who are these people? Let's start no, with the I'm guy here. that just popped open a beer. What kind of beer is that, Chris? It's a buckle down <clears throat> elastic slide hazy IPA. I'm uh, I'm waiting for the shipment. It's still uh, delayed in customs, just like Djokovic. <sighs> I'm going to check uh, on that again. But um, Mike, Mike Smith was booing the choice of whatever Miami Vice beer you're drinking there. Oh my God, that is a gaudy can or tubs. Tubby, we'll go with that. That's probably more accurate. All right, the first co-host of the day. You can see him once a week on Uniform Exchange. It's what he's most famous for. But he also <laughs> is the CEO of Team Marketing Report, and the Fan Cost Index is his baby and love child. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, 114-year-old Chris Hartwig. Thank you very much. Don't look a day over 102. Thank you. <laughs> very true. Our second guest in what I view as the lower right-hand corner of the screen, but the lower left-hand corner of the country from Los Angeles and San Diego prior to that, which is even lower and lefter, uh, the big sports guy who's been – Doing this for a long time, about eight years, loving life, just killing it. Went to Ohio University. I don't know any more facts about the guy. He's got great hair. The big sports guy, Josh Kyles. He just shakes his head, nods approvingly. You already said too much. I did. I said too much. <laughs> and our third and final guest uh, with the least to add to today's show, I'm sure, looking like Creed's wow. assassin, wearing a Goose Island hat, repping the brand. What are you drinking? What are you drinking, Mike? Oh, I decided to mix it up today. I'm doing a little cold coffee from Dark Matter, so I'm going to be all caffeinated up here in about five, ten minutes. This cool. is going to be interesting because he's usually so calm on the show. Uh, not an alcoholic, proving it today by drinking coffee instead of beer. Or is that a coffee beer? No, it's just straight coffee. Okay. I, I look it's back at our 35 episodes and I, I, you know, one or two an episode, I, I drink quite a bit of beer up against you guys. So. You, you support Goose Island very well on this show. Uh, speaking of Goose Island, employee of Goose Island, Goose Island's very own is what I usually say. Father of three, husband of one, Chicago, not native, native Chicagoan? Are you a native well, Chicagoan? Eh, Iowan? Yeah, quad two, city. Hour, two hour west suburb, but we'll little, call it a little quad city action. Dad number two, Mike Smith. Thanks for having me back. I Thanks. always think this is my last show, so I appreciate being here. <laughs> Bedendorf. Let's see if we can do this without saying anything. We got Bedendorf, we got mm -hmm. East Moline, we have no, that's Davenport. The that's the mm -hmm. fifth of the five, and we have Rockford, Rock Island. Close, though. Rockford. Rock Island. I know that's the big one, but is it Rockford not East Moline? Its own DMA. Uh, it's it's Moline, East Moline. I'll take that. Moline. You and know, the Quad Moline. Cities. They're twice as uh, as good as the Twin Cities up in Minnesota. Am I right? <laughs> Anyone? No. That's no. That's good. It is very true. Okay. For, for those of you listening, Josh is so mad right now. He's, his head looks like it's going to explode. I'm done with the dad jokes, Josh. That's okay, just how my hair looks these days. I haven't gotten a haircut in a while. It's it's You haven't killed though. anybody in a yeah, while. That's good. You don't like murder, yeah. and I appreciate murder, that about you. He wrote. He does look a lot like Angela Lansbury. Doesn't he doesn't look a thing like it. You know what? <laughs> One quick 
Speaking of Angela Lansbury, Betty White. Ugh, oh, that was a rough one this week. Yeah, super rough. You hate to see that. You just hate to see that. Ninety nine years old. She, no, but she, but at ninety nine, she, she had more life in her than a lot of fifty year olds, yes. man. Yeah, me. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, I had I had this funky. conversation with my wife. My one hall pass now gone. So I don't know. <laughs> oh Jesus! Sorry the for back and forth life. of her and Ryan Reynolds was oh, always spectacular. So good. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds does a lot of good back and forth, to be fair. But yes, yes Betty yes, White's Betty White's. I would like trashy. to hang out with Ryan Reynolds. That would be a good time. Rest in peace to the original B Dub. The original B Dub. Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Okay, let's talk about Novak Djokovic. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was great. We just lost nineteen percent of our listenership. Okay, Chris. Uh, hi. Uh, before we start, I wanted to say thank you. I've now earned my doctor of optometry after listening to that PlayStation Oculus. Uh, I need a vibrating man, heptometer in my no eyelid or something. What we said in the first five minutes of the show, not one um, idea. The fovea? <laughs> you like the fovea? Is that what you learned about today? I have a phobia. Phobia. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'm here to try to do a quick, <laughs> you know me, that's not going to happen, rundown of uh, the Djokovic joke that's going on right now. Uh, Novak Djokovic, number one men's tennis player in the world. He um, was, uh, the Australian Open is coming up in Melbourne uh, very shortly. And on Tuesday, he announced he had received a medical exemption that uh, he would not have to do a 14-day quarantine to uh, come and play in the Australian Open. You know, it's kind of important. Australian Open defending champ, nine-time winner. You want him there, right, as a, as a fan. Well, so he, he said he got the exemption and uh, got, on, got on a plane from Dubai. Poor guy. Spends time in Dubai. Uh, he got into uh, Australia uh, Thursday from this flight. And... Uh, Basically, the Australian officials went Lee Corso on him. And not so fast, my friend. Uh, the man who um, once voiced support for the belief that uh, mm. prayer could purify toxic water. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how you live safely in, in the uh, L.A. area with the water shortage, Josh. Wait, uh, wait, wait, refuses wait, wait, to get a vaccine. Wait, wait, what happened? Djokovic said that prayer will purify toxic water? Prayer and belief. So they not, not like prayer. so like in Flint. Yes, they, he should they, have gone to Flint. They didn't believe and enough. Hit his knees okay. and they would have been fine. Okay. So, I didn't know that story. That's another uh, story for another day. The guy is uh New York Times kindly calls him a vaccine skeptic. Hmm. Uh, I call him a dumbass. <laughs> uh, he won't get the vaccine, and uh, so he he would have to all you'd have to do is do the quarantine, but he didn't want to do that. Uh, and Tennis Australia um, granted him supposedly an anonymous exemption. Like all the it, player information is redacted by this medical committee and they granted him this exemption. Well, he gets to Australia and the uh, acting sports minister in uh, Victoria, the state that Melbourne is in, Jala Pulford, uh, as well as the Australian prime minister, Scott Morrison, said uh, uh, no, vaccine or vaccine, visa rescinded. Uh, the prime minister we only accept said, MasterCard. We only <laughs> accept MasterCard. That's Chris. Chris, before part. you go on, I actually uh, printed out his exemption card to show everybody. Uh, it, it's it's beautiful. I can't believe I found this and, and can show you guys, but it, it was just this. Oh, that's pretty oh. good. 
Yeah. Thank you, Novak so. Djokovic. I'm exempt. I'm exempt. And exempt. Exempt. That's the medical proper Latin medical spelling. And, and it's clear word. why. If it, if he had had the e in the front of that, it probably would have gotten through. Yeah. Pretty much. Just, Prime Minister was like, "This now, isn't how you spell exempt." <laughs> that's something the, wrong here. Something is you know, fishy. The, the Aussies are pretty laid back. You know, people until I mean, until, until it comes to drinking. And then they go, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. But they're good peeps. If you've ever they're traveled internationally, back. there's nothing laid back about Aussies. They're awesome, no. but they are not laid back. Well, I mean, they're, they're uh, yes, that's probably the wrong term. They're great people to hang out with. And yes, they are. Of all different kinds of people. But yes, they are. They went fucking ballistic because they've locked down their shit there in New Zealand. And that's why they've had such success of you know, COVID. It seemed like a weird and... sentence, didn't it, Josh? You heard what I did. Aussie's mad because they've locked the doors on New Zealand. <laughs> Is that I, what I, I said? Yeah. I've understood like I've understood less than twenty percent of the things that have been said on today's recording. So it's, we did start at about four twenty, didn't we? <laughs> well, so Mr. Djokovic, here's the prime minister, and then I'm going to turn it over. So get ready, get your thoughts together, Joshy. Mr. Djokovic's visa has been canceled. Rules are rules, especially when it comes to our borders. No one is above these rules. Our strong border policies have been critical to Australia, having one of the lowest death rates in the world from COVID. We are continuing to be <clears throat> vigilant. Uh, since then, some some backlash of this backlash for the individual uh, being admitted in. The president of Serbia is very upset. Uh, Alexander Vucic is involved because he's critical of the handling of this Serbian star athlete. Well, so, they, they, they think that they're, think, this, this is, they think this is Australia v. Serbia right now. Like, well, that's like it. The, the, some of the quotes coming this... from uh, Serbia, his family, yeah. the, they're stumping all over Novak to stump all what? over Serbia and Serbian people. That's what he said. That's what Novak's father said. His mother came out with some great quotes as well. Um, she's worried that the accommodations that they have Novak in are not nice enough. They they put him in the same hotel with um, humans, other humans that are seeking asylum oh. uh, in Australia and other people that are in a similar situation to Novak trying to get into the country. Which is um, really a shame that he has to be in the situation that's similar to others in similar situations to him. It's yes. a shame that he has to experience what everybody else experiences when they're in the exact same situation. Go ahead. His mother added, I feel terrible since yesterday they are keeping him as a prisoner. It's not fair. It's not human. I hope that he will win. Um, I'm so glad I did not read the prime minister's tweet terrible, terrible my crocodile Dundee accent. It's my favorite part about that is... Hotel, if it's a hotel at all. Like, it's a hotel. <laughs> it's a hotel. My favorite part about that is, like, this is terrible. I hope he wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Just really... let him play tennis. <laughs> yeah, she's really focused on the right thing. I can't believe this they're is... doing all these things to him. I hope he wins. I am yes, afraid that this thing, though, Josh, Josh, you, you said it. It's the politicalization of this. It's like the people that are upset about it are like, there's. I saw some tweet from a ten, tennis player. I, I, just, I don't have who it who it is, but just to be crystal clear here, two separate medical boards approved his exemption and politicians are stopping it. Australia doesn't deserve to host a grand well, slam. So, so let's fuck is can that? we, can we be, let's, can we look at this from like a, just a logical clear standpoint for a second so no. we can then look at it. So he applied for an exemption 
which there are the the tournament themselves said you can't you have to be vaccinated unless you can meet a one or two of these exemption requirements right correct so he applied for that exemption so here's the, here's what's actually hold on. no no let me i'm i'm, I'm adding to your point mike is that the exemptions can be great i have the quote exemptions can be granted based on adverse reactions to previous vaccines or history of heart inflammation among others according to tennis australia so that's what he's was applying for okay i think there was another one in there that said if you had COVID 19 in the last six months that also would count for an exemption so there were a couple different things that could get you exempt from having to show you were vaccinated by the tournament itself so he gets the exemption from the tournament using that exemption applies for a visa and and i from and this is maybe where i am off on this but when he gets there it's the rules of the state of the nation or the state of victoria that says okay you may have met their requirements you haven't met our requirements we have a visa that you can apply for that has these different things and you haven't met those things josh is shaking his head no it's the other way around it's the other way around the national government controls the visas and the state basically threw their hands up said because the national government while novak was in the air from uh wherever abu dhabi and when he was in the air the the president of or the prime minister of australia came out and tweeted that he is not no longer the visa is not valid so, so Victoria he, didn't he, say anything. He had received no. Victoria said, "This is not on us. It's on the national." Okay, so their their hands are clean. They haven't said so, either way. We're not letting you in. We're not letting the hitch in. getting into the country was that the people, the border, their version of border patrol, basically looked at what his the exemption that he had submitted, and it wasn't good enough for them. But they had also already made the decision, the national government, while he was in route, that they were basically going back on the visa that they had promised him. And it's basically a it's a bad look for the Australian government because they they had granted the exemption and due to the backlash and what what a lot of people are saying political posturing in Australia because there's an upcoming election in Australia and they've been dealing with recent COVID outbreaks like the worst that they've had during the entire duration of the pandemic. So because of the reaction that they got, they reneged the. Uh, the visa, and now they're dealing with this whole situation. So it's kind of a bad look all around. Um, it's it's a messy situation. At the end of the day, what a lot of players are saying, like uh, I, I I saw a video Nadal commented, who's um, who said, I mean, he knew what the rules were, and he knew for months what he would need to do, and he didn't do it. So like I, at the end of the day, it sucks that it's happening, but. He, there's consequences yep. to people's actions, and that's kind yeah. of what Nadal I mean, said. This, this is why, quite frankly, I don't watch tennis. <laughs> because stuff like this. You know? Sorry. This, this is why? This is why. This is, you knew this to was going to happen eventually. I knew this so. was going to happen. I, I, you know, years ago I said, F this S, I'm out. F this and that's why I listened to the NBA. F this S. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. man. Huh. Okay. But I, I just think it's the quotes that I'm seeing from Novak's dad, mom and dad are like, they're pretty, they're, they're funny to me because they're like, they're just so Cold War-esque. Like they want, they're, they're trying to take down Serbia and this is the attack on Serbia. It's like, no, not really. Maybe if you guys like promoted vaccines more in Serbia, then it'd be all good. But 
Um, it's not really what it's about. But is it about Aaron Rodgers getting an MVP vote? So, Chris, whenever you stopped what I was laying out and said you're just going to add to it, this is why, because we still haven't walked through the timeline and we had eight more minutes of conversation about this thing. So I really wanted to, like, walk through where he is and why he is there. So yeah. if I'm – Josh, if you're right, then, then, then he applied for a visa and got it from the government mm-hmm. and got the exemption from – the tournament yeah, that's the not how first. that's not how i understood it but i will trust that that's correct that he got the exemption and then got a visa then when he got there they said no and the reason they said that because i've heard that other people have gotten through on the same exemption and the prime minister is like look if they didn't go on social media and announce that they were coming and that had this you know he drew attention to himself while he was coming so, of course, we're going to look at it because he's announcing this is the thing. And so we look at it and we realize, no, it, he shouldn't be here on that visa. It doesn't. He can't. The, what, the documents he's proven, because it it's, sounds like it's turning out now that his claim was that the reason he doesn't have to have the vaccination is because he'd had, the, the, he'd had COVID within the last six months. Right. Well, the problem with that is publicly he had stated he had COVID in June. Right. And I'm not a math expert, but there that is more than six months ago. Yeah. By a month. So every, yeah, everything you just said was accurate. Okay. That is, that is basically what, what happened. And and yeah, it's like and I don't I'm not a math guy, so I'm not he even. He was told attempt. to leave the country, but he's his team, his legal team is suing. So he's well they they sued they got an injunction so he didn't have to right. leave. And then they're like, right. look, he shouldn't have to go home while we figure it out. So to a certain degree, it's his choice to stay. But he shouldn't have to be in this prison. It's true. This <laughs> that prison was, that, was, that was Novak, that was Mrs. Djokovic. That's like, probably that the Mrs. part that makes me laugh most too, Josh. What you're talking about is this dude is basically experiencing what everybody else lives every day. Like yeah. when you don't fill things out right or when you try to do things and skirt the rules and whatever then you have to deal with either not getting in or staying at a, you know, not a great hotel. He hasn't had to deal with that in a long, long time, a long, long time. He's been atop the world for a very long time. And for those of you out there that don't work in the industry that Josh or Mike or Chris or I do work in, these guys don't live in the same world you do. They don't live in the same world you do. Not even close. And, and they don't think the way you do. So when Novak Djokovic is surprised that he's dealing with this, he's genuinely surprised. When his mom says his, where he's staying is a prison, to her, it is. To him, it probably feels like one. Because they get to do whatever they want, whenever they want, wherever they want, however they want. And he's just not getting that right now. So I find it interesting. I'm not... I. I Look, I I think I'm vaccinated. I don't have a problem saying that. I, I, I mean, should they should they like okay, say if you think you're in a prison? Let's put you in a Holiday Inn Express and then see what you think about it. See if he was a Holiday Inn Express, he'd become an ex- expert on. I think that's where they are. Finally, he'd know that you can't purify water by praying at it. Right. He's clearly never stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> no. They look like they're right off the interstate. They really aren't. Yeah, speaking of vaccinations, I just want to play this because I miss Vax Trap, Vax Trap, Vax Trap. Yeah. That can is so goddamn rich. 
I know he's a rich panda. <laughs> Speaking of rich pandas, Aaron Rodgers also had some fun this week. Um, let's let's just touch on this before we let everybody go. But Aaron Rodgers, hmm, hmm, hmm? Anyone? Anyone? I want to completely talk about this? agree with Hob Arkush. And well, but I, okay, there's you can you agree with Hub Arkish on his opinion and disagree with the way he went about it, which is where I am. So you go ahead. Well, with, yeah, but I that's not what opinion. I'm that's not what the discussion is about is whether or not he should have said it. He shouldn't have said it. Right. Just like so we Aaron can all Rogers agree he shouldn't have said, have said, what he, said he was inoculated or whatever. That that's was that's the thing that annoys me the most about the whole thing is like Aaron Rodgers up in his press conference calling this guy like a whatever a bum, he, a bum and a bum. this and that, which like <laughs> he has the right to do that, but he's like he doesn't like me because I'm because I'm not vaccinated, and that's not really. It's because you lied about being. He vaccinated. finally admitted that he's. He actually said the words that he's not vaccinated. Right. Even There's a lot of non-vaccinated people that, that are not disgusted that don't discuss people. Well, but if you listen to what Hub Arkush said, Rod, to, to him, Josh's point, Aaron didn't just not get vaccinated. He then lied about it. I agree with right. you, Josh. Go but ahead, here's Josh. here's also Hub Arkush didn't say I'm not voting for him because he lied about being vaccinated or that he's not vaccinated. That's not why he's not voting for him. He's not voting for him because Aaron Rodgers is a dick, and that everything that he did mm. in the public sphere was toxic to that team and to his coach, and to the front office, and even to the fan base. The whole offseason, he was a dick. Clearly, you're just quoting Hub. This isn't how you feel. You just This is no, what Hub I, is I, I do not express my opinion on this show. Yeah, we're just reporting the news well, here. Let me, let, me throw something, let me throw a question out to all three of you. Yeah, what yes. percentage, if you were going to be casting your vote for an MVP in the NFL, is based purely on what you do on the field and the stats and the games you win and what you do and what percent should be based on if you're a dick or not on or off the field. 95-5. If, well, I think it's, it's to each person is going to have their own thing. For me, it'd be like 95-5. I that's think the if thing you being a dick causes your team to lose games, that five goes then, up. Then, then the 5% might be a little bigger. But the problem here is that – Unfortunately, he was a dick, but it didn't affect his team's record. At least, I mean, right, they're they still the, number one seed. They're the number one seed. They knew he was a dick. Yeah, but right. they it's, didn't. It's not the most. It's not the best. It's not the BSP, the best statistical player. I look at it as the most valuable player to your team, and you bring the most value to your team. And he hurt his value. He he is invaluable to his team. But he was destructive to his team and toxic well, to his team at the same time, and so that's why I. Yeah, that's I, that's a very different. That's a different conversation so to that, as to what should make somebody an MVP. That's that, not what this is about. I mean, really. to that point, you you look at the game he missed uh, against the Chiefs, and that game ultimately did not wind up coming to bite them in the ass because they lost, but they scored seven <clears> points. <throat> Their offense was unstoppable all season. And they scored seven points, and it was like a touch, the garbage time touchdown in the fourth quarter um, against the Chiefs. So, so that one. So there's two conversations. You guys are having a debate about whether or not Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP. Correct. That's what you guys are talking about now. Should Aaron Rodgers? Uh, be I don't the know. MVP? I don't really think about like a full time, like full strategy of when I'm saying words. I don't really. It's just I'm saying yeah. stuff. Well, no I could hear what you were doing. No you were thought. discussing Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he is you extremely valuable. So what am I talking about? <laughs> the conversation we were having is about whether or not Hub should have said what he did. So no, Hub, that's the conversation you were having. No, right. the conversation no, the rest of us that. were having are what's <laughs> he, an MVP. I love Lamb. So the next question is then: Should anything happen to Hub? Because he's one no. of fifty people that votes on this. No. Yeah, he should probably lose his uh, vote. 
No, I agree. Do too. you think so? No. Both of you believe he should lose his vote. No, nope. I think he. Nope. I think he, he should probably. Not, okay, the he didn't say who he's voting for. He said exactly. He, he didn't say who he's voting for. So if you can't say who you're voting for, he didn't. So yeah. there's the rules. He didn't break the rules. He shouldn't have done it. I think in, he just in gave the spirit a, of it. But it's he, the same thing to me. Then what's the spirit of the MVP? A guy who's a hundred percent all around the guy that you want on leading your team and listen. is the most valuable in all aspects. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers was not that guy this year. I'm sorry. He's not. I, I don't think that hub hub thinks that. <laughs> so wait a second, Chris, Chris. <laughs> yeah. We're we're almost at the end here. Who's your MVP this year? You have one of the 50 I don't, votes, Chris. I can't tell you who I'm, I would vote for, but, but I'll tell were. you I'm not voting for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but if you were to vote for someone who would be. Hub Markazi. Hi. Brown. There, You're Chris high. <laughs> so, Hub Markazi, who did you say yours was, Chris Hardwick? <laughs> I, uh, I was going to say Philip Rivers. Mm. <laughs> okay. And your daughter pokes her head in. I love that. That's, I, that's why I cleaned up my language. Uh, come, on, so, come in and say hi, Emma. Hi, hi Emma. Emma. Say hi. They're saying hi to you. I don't like having headphones in with my ears. Ah, the old extended ear infection. Okay. All get... right. Back to the show. Well, the show's over. Oh, okay. good night, everybody. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, I thought it was interesting that, that that it went down that path. And Hub says he shouldn't. He hopes he doesn't because it's not up to him. The AP can come and just take it away because he caused the AP grief. He caused the other forty nine voters this week grief. And the AP can come and say you've lost your right to vote. I, I don't know if that'll happen. He, we, suffrage that for him, Hub. Before they do that to old Hubby. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people AP needs to boot off of their top 25 <laughs> basketball and football pools. So let's really have a conversation about that, about these jack wagons. And, How is Illinois and, not ranked exactly. at this point? And for oh two, two years in a row, that jack God. wagon from Hawaii, oh. he's leaving Illinois off as a, when they were a top 10 team. You didn't even vote for him. Unbelievable. Yes. No, we took yeah. Josh's vote away. He didn't do it himself. He's going to pretend oh. like he did that himself. Alex noted his eye roll and booted him off the show. See Good you later. Friend. That's one thing you don't know. Lies. <laughs> Absolute lies. Ooh, got a haircut. Uh, <laughs> Illinois is a top 10 team in the nation, guys. Just want to give you a quick heads up. Illinois, top 10 team in the nation. Currently not ranked in the top 25. Chris Hartwig is 100%. Illinois ranking in the top twenty-five. Is in the top 10 things. I don't fired care. Up. I don't know how to put it. Chris, Hart- what, what are we talking about? I don't know. Hot topics, guys. Anyone? Any? Who's got something? Um, I, got something. I, haven't been, I haven't been to one in a while. I haven't been to a mall, but I love the stores. They they have great band T-shirts. Hot topics. Hot topic. Yeah, them and Spencer's gifts, right? Yeah, I love Spencer's gifts was like kind of like the more risque, naughty version of hot. Yeah, I love that stuff. When I was a kid, it made me feel really cool to go into Spencer gifts and look at fart stuff. Hot topic. I I always used to get my my (laughs) black bracelets with the metal spikes on at Hot Topic. So I'd shop at the buckle. Did you guys have the buckle up here? Clothing Hardware. store? Is that only for the backwoods people like me that had the buckle? Does it sound like a place that's outside of the backwoods? Yeah. I was in Belleville. Oh, it was in like, like Fairview Heights, St. Clair Square. I'd go get my Massimo and Guest Jeans. Get my Chick-fil-A. IZOD t-shirts. It's awesome. 
there was a boot barn near me growing up, and I always used to say, hey, it's the boot barn. But oh, that's a great that. story. Um, <laughs> Did you guys see the story about the guy, the Manhattan uh, entrepreneur who started a virtual golf club with crypto? I mean, like. Dude, is that the did he raise thirteen million dollars with a yeah. virtual golf club? Links D A D A O, a virtual community of golfers. It's raised yeah, I thought it was eleven million, but whatever. Eleven million dollars to not actually have a golf course. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I don't I'm know how telling you. I gotta figure this out. Where's the splooge coin? It exists. Splooge coin. Smith. I went to create it. Someone else has it. So now, basically, we need to go buy up all the splooge coin so that we own it all. So then, well, wait, we can how did talk you spell splooge? S p l o o g e. The way I always spell it when I write it in my notebook. It, uh, did you have the umlaut? Yeah, I umlaut the shit out of the umlaut splooge coin. Yeah. Yeah, I I, my, I, I spell it the same way my parents did when they gave me my middle name. It's Myers, exactly you, you, the same. You do still have ten million oh Myers coin. I still I do still have I still have ten million Myers coin. This is a true statement. Is it ten million? <laughs> I think. Is it ten maybe, million? Maybe it's a million. Lot, you guys, man. you guys all need to go and buy the world team tennis coin. You can get it for like eighteen cents right now. It's a world team tennis token. You need to buy it. It's going to be worth something. Done. Take money. You, you had me at go by. Oh, in, 45 minutes, Myers. Shut it down. All right. Well, what are the hot topics? We have the store. Hey, I got one. Yeah. I just uh, gave you I one. Really that talk, was a good one. I want to talk more about uh, Jake Paul and, and the fight with uh, Dana White on him trying to destroy. That has uh, been interesting. Yeah. It's it's just interesting going back. I, I would love to see personally boxing come back in some fashion and not have it be ultimate fighting and maybe they can coexist in the same world. But I think he's handling it wrong. Who he? On, there's some questions on. No, he who? who who's handling it wrong? Jay, he who? He who? I think they both are handling it wrong. Okay, like, you Jake said he. Is like trying to bully Dana and, and like dig up dirt to try to force him. Like these can coexist. I have some questions on his brother's latest knockout. Uh, did that really happen? If you see his motion, it's yeah. like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see. Like that's how business is done at that level. Uh, to try to make something happen. So it'll be just, I, I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah. I So for those that haven't been following this, essentially Jake Paul, I don't remember who threw the first punch virtually here, but Jake Paul basically said about Dana White, you do cocaine. That was one mm-hmm. of his really witty things that he led with is, yeah, whatever, you're all hopped up on cocaine. Uh, and then it's, yeah. and then I don't know if it was originally, but he eventually attacked the way Dana White treats his fighters and says, mm-hmm. we treat our fighters better. And then Dana White came out and said, you're a punk and you want to prove, you want to say that I'm on cocaine. I'm happy to take a drug test for the next six months every day to show you I'm clearly not. I think you cheat and you're on steroids. Are you willing to take a test every day to prove that you're not using any type of steroids? And then of course, the Jake Paul side goes down the path of making demands. I, you know, if you say you care about your fighters, you should pay them $50,000 a fight instead of 12,000. You should do this. You should do this. Dana White says, you know, look, if you think you can do better, do better. Go Show me. me. Uh, it is interesting because Jake Paul in that scenario comes out looking like a good guy. Mm-hmm. Ain't stupid. Which he like, I don't want him. I don't want him to be a good guy. But it's just like he's not a good guy. But he's, he's looking not. like one in this situation, right? Yeah. It's the first time that's ever happened. It's like the the worst of two evils, you know. Yes, I think it's the lesser of two evils. But yes, I'm with you on this one. 
I knew where you're this going. It's not look. English class, pal. It's the worst, worst of two, of two evils. Works for just me. Work. Look, it's just, just give me the worst of two evils, please. Just give me. I'm just looking for the worst of two evils. I feel like I'm experiencing Wait. the worst of two evils right now. Listening to a bunch of old farts talk about a YouTuber box. The worst of two weevils? Why are we not talking about Kyle? All right, like, we'll wrap this. Uh, we'll wrap this up with Josh's uh, newest take on TikTok. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I love it. What do you got, Josh? I love TikTok. That can't be his. That can't be <laughs> take. Emphasis on the wrong s- syllables again, Michael. Is no. that is that a TikTok take? Triple T, bitch. My TikTok is filled with dogs and a lot of dogs playing with babies. and um, Which is not safe, by the way. Yeah, live ones? That's what all the comments say. And then the people come and say, hey, Karen, I think they know their own dog. <laughs> and that's basically TikTok for me. Wow. <laughs> but it's your and dog. You think we sound old when we talk about TikTok. That was impressive. It's called mm-hmm. the TikTok, okay? The TikTok. <laughs> I'm doing my TikTok moves over here. Oh, that was nice. Something. I don't know. We made a TikTok last week, Myers. We did make a TikTok where you go. Anyone party, chocolate body. You know what I mean? Like, yo, yo. If I had that, I would play it right now. Oh, you know what? That's a great out. You know what? It's worth. We're done. No, but do I have it? God, if I had that. Because it was commemorating a very big thing in this show's history. And we're getting ready to leave in 30 seconds. But we should say, because it's now public, our number one fan just landed a great gig. I can say this, right, Josh? Josh, can I say? Uh, he's frozen. I think he's going to say yes. Yeah, our number like, one fan, Melissa Salea, landed yes, I, a gig. Kind of choppy. With frozen. You're choppy. Nobody else's. Has landed yeah. a gig with the Golden State Warriors. She got no a big shit. job with the Golden State Warriors. So congratulations <laughs> to Josh Kyle's leaving. Congratulations to That's Melissa Salea, our number one or self-proclaimed. She's a rock one star, fan. man. She is a rock star. She's awesome. Do you know? And, uh, did you meet Kim Hoy from uh, when she was with the Fire at Painless Networking Events? She just went to work in. Uh, uh, business analytics group at the Warriors too. We got to make sure they meet. up. Because our number one fan is there. Our other number one fans at Google. So we got some pretty high power. Google and Golden State Warriors. Any big company that starts with a G, we crush it. We absolutely crush it. Jimbery. Yes. Okay, guys. My MVP of the year, Mike Smith. See you later.